We live in a time that will tell you that all that matters with childbirth is that you have a healthy mom and a healthy baby. And yes, that is true to some extent. But what does that word healthy even mean? Is it just a set of good vital signs and a good birth weight and you're not bleeding too much? No, I would contend it's much more than that. Birth matters. And how a birth goes matters because during that birth, you are birthing more than just that baby. You are birthing a mother. What do I mean by that? Let's dive in and find out. Are you a Christian woman yearning for a beautiful, joyful pregnancy and birth with a focus on God, not medical tests? Are you worried the birth you want isn't possible and you're tired of being treated like an accident waiting to happen? Hey mama, I'm Lori, host of Your Birth, God's Way. I'm a certified nurse midwife now but I wasn't always. After working for nearly 20 years in the broken maternity system, I too was in your shoes wondering how I could have the birth I wanted and that I felt God meant for me to have. I found a secret that has actually been known since the beginning of time. God's way is the best way. Spoiler alert, God made us and our babies and he knows us best. He designed us perfectly for pregnancy, birth, and nourishing our babies after birth, if we work with his design and not against it. In this podcast, you'll learn how to be healthy and have joy during this time of life that will be over before you know it. So if you're ready to reclaim your birth and your babies for his glory, go turn on a few episodes of Bluey for that little one on your hip so you can put the focus back on you for a few minutes with me. Mama, it is almost time for the very first Your Birth God's Way online childbirth education course to start. It starts next Thursday. So if you have been waiting, thinking, eh, I've got plenty of time to sign up, you're out of time, Mama. It's time to go down to the link in the description and get on the list because the class is filling up. And I'm so excited to see so many mamas deciding to put God first in their birth and to make sure that they have all the tools that they need to have that birth they've been dreaming of and that God wants you to have. So right now, I want you to stop waiting because like I said, you're about out of time. Go on down there to the description and click on that link. Inside of this course, you are gonna get everything that you need to prepare yourself well for your pregnancy and birth, to have the birth that you've been dreaming of and to rock it how you know that you can. We're gonna cover everything under the sun that you can imagine, everything from how to keep God first through this process. We're gonna talk about nutrition, how to make sure that you stay low risk so that you can have the birth in the setting that you want it so you're not forced to have it somewhere you don't want it. We're gonna talk about how to make sure you've got the right provider. We're gonna talk about how to prepare for labor itself and to manage the pain that unfortunately is kind of a part of it. We're gonna talk about labor itself and how you're gonna walk through that process with your head held high without being fearful, without worrying about every little thing, how to walk into it with confidence. Then we're gonna do some talking about also postpartum and breastfeeding and making sure that you're off on a good foot after the baby comes. I'm telling you, mama, everything you can think of is there, but guess what? The best part is, let's say there's some little thing that you really wanna talk about that somehow I managed to not cover. Every single class of all eight weeks is gonna have a live 
question and answer session where you're going to have the opportunity to submit your questions and I'm going to answer them live during our class. So there's nothing that we're going to miss. We're going to hit everything that you want. There's no other class out there that's quite like this one and I don't want you to miss it. I want you to be there. So don't wait any longer. You know life gets busy and things tend to get forgotten and I don't want this to be one of them. So go down to the description right now, click that link, get signed up to hold your spot and I just can't wait to see you there. It's going to be so much fun and we are going to have a blast. Go sign up. The medicalization of childbirth in our country has robbed so many women of what should be a transformational experience. Yes, you can become a mother no matter whether you have a perfect, beautiful, God-led birth or not. We know that. But there are some things that happen during that birth that you lose when you cause it to be all about medicine and all about what a monitor or a machine says it is. It's not just about, are you going to get an epidural or not get an epidural? It's about birthing a baby and a mother. Let's see, let's, let's take a look at what we see in hospital medicalized birth. We see machines. We see medications. We see technology. We see doctors and caregivers that you barely know. We see strangers in your room viewing your birth. And we see no mention of God anywhere in all of it. Some of you may say that those medicines and machines and technology, that those are great things. And if that's your perspective, then that's fine. You have a right to view things that way. But what we also see is that when we put all these machines on mamas and we rely on this technology and we have so many people in and out of birth, birthing rooms, that the experience becomes more about those things. How many times have you either been in a birth or maybe been visiting someone and a nurse comes in the room or it, it doesn't even have to be labor and delivery. It can just be a regular hospital experience. As we speak right now, my dad is in the hospital and when I walk in or when the nurses walk in, it amazes me that the first thing they usually look at is the computer, not him. And that is the norm across healthcare. And a number of factors have gotten us there. But when all we see is what machine, what the machine says now, or what medicine do we need to give to fix this or that? And you forget that person that's laying there. You dehumanize them and you take from them what is supposed to be all about them. There's no focus on them. When we then further this whole thing by putting an epidural in her, we make her numb and we make her stationary. She can't move. She can't, literally cannot feel this experience of becoming a mom. And again, some of you may say, yes, please, now give me that. But I would argue that if that is your perspective, then you don't fully understand what you're missing. And I've addressed this in the previous episode, talking about the pain, and I get that that's scary. I understand that. But I also understand that when you skip the hard part, that you're skipping a part that helps to give you that strength and that transformation that you need to step into this new world as a mother. Let's look at how it's all worked out. You know, we have all this great technology. Everything's supposed to be better now, right? How's this worked out? How do our postpartum depression rates look in this country? 
How many moms do you see online talking about their traumatic births? What do our C-section rates look like in this country? They're all through the roof. The list of the things that doctors, quote, won't let you do as if it's not up to you, as if it's their choice, what you get to do, quote, get to do, and what you don't. Moms have been mentally pulled out of the thing that they're supposed to be most in charge of. And our results are dismal. Our outcomes are dismal. And all you have to do is just have a couple of conversations with women who have had births in hospitals to find out. And, and when I say hospitals, I'm not downing them. It's just the way it is. The medicalization of a process that is natural and normal and not pathological, meaning this is not something wrong. You're not sick. A process that God gave us to create us into mothers and to bring forth babies, it has been so medicalized that the mom's not even the point anymore. It's just about putting checks in boxes. We got to change this for our health and the health of this whole nation and the whole world for that matter. Of course, we can't change the system overnight, and most of us don't have the t time to change it at all, really. But what we can do is we can change it in our own lives. We must seek out care that is going to safely birth the baby and the mother. Now, there's a lot of places that we can go and look and learn about having a healthy baby after birth. And we've addressed many of those in this podcast, and we'll address them, many of them in the future. But today... I want to talk about reclaiming a safe transformational birth of a new mother. And I do apologize. I think every time I've ever recorded a podcast, my roosters decide that they're going to sing. I can't help it. There's no way to block them out. So just go with it. I live in the country. At any rate, so ways that we're going to look at some ways that we can reclaim a safe transformational birth for mama. Number one, let's stop numbing the experience. Pain hurts. I get that. But I need you to understand, Mama, that this pain is different and it is needed. Let me explain myself. Feeling the pain of birth, and some of you may not like for me to use that word of pain. Some of you may wish I would use discomfort or whatever, I'm just using it to simplify it. You can insert whatever word you prefer. At the end of the day, it kind of hurts. <laughs> it really hurts for some people. So just work with me and get over the terminology if you can. But feeling that makes it more powerful because it is, it is something that has meaning. Furthermore, it's something that gives your body signals Maybe if the baby's sitting the wrong way or in a bad position, you might have more discomfort and your body knows to change your positioning, which then helps you to have a healthier, safer birth for yourself and for your baby. So it has a purpose. Again, along those same lines, feeling that pain actually makes it safer because we know that, say, for instance, if you go touch a hot stove you know to pull back that that's hot because of that pain. Pain is actually a gift. It helps you to know that something's not right so that you can try to fix it. If you didn't have pain receptors in your fingers, you could go touch a hot stove and leave your fingers there and completely burn them. Same thing goes for birth. 
the discomfort, sometimes it might be more in one way or another, and you keep moving until you get in a better position. And that's an intuitive way that God gave us to put our babies in the best position they can be in. A big one that people don't want to talk about very much, but feeling birth, not numbing that experience, makes mama be able to be mama sooner after birth. How many people have you talked to who have talked about the epidural not wearing off, not being able to get up and go to the bathroom, not being able to do this or that or the other because they were numb from the waist down. When you are not numb from this experience, you are able to move yourself around to go to the bathroom when you need to, to breastfeed your baby, to get yourself in a good position to breastfeed your baby, to get up and change a diaper if need be, There are so many things that you can't do if you have numbed this experience away. When you can feel, you get that transformational experience and you're not robbed of those first few hours of being a mama. Those are hours you can't get back. And I would argue they're some of the most important hours because these are the times that you establish things like breastfeeding. How many mamas? We won't even get into all the medical reasons that are playing into their difficulties breastfeeding, all the the things that are going into their bodies and their baby's bodies that are causing them to have difficulties breastfeeding. Let's just look at the fact that when you're numb from the waist down, you can't move good, and you've still got nurses messing with you and wanting to check your urine output and get you up and do all these things and interrupt a time that should only be spent giving your baby their first breast milk. You lose that. Many mamas do. So I would argue that one of the best ways to reclaim this safe transformational birth is yes, to actually experience it, not numb it away. Embrace it. Prepare for it. We're going to talk about that in a little bit so that it's not miserable because it shouldn't be a miserable, awful experience. It should be beautiful and transformational. Number two, a way that you can reclaim that safety and that transformational experience is by providing moms true informed consent, not compliance, consent, giving the mother the chance to decide what is going to happen, not her just giving in to what the medical staff tells her is going to happen. We need to stop doing things to mom without her say. She should own the process. She shouldn't be put on a monitor. She shouldn't have an IV. She shouldn't have anything done, quote, to her, unless she says that it needs to happen. She can be advised by the medical staff of what they believe is best. But at the end of the day, she needs to be provided what's called true informed consent. And in order to have informed consent, she needs the information. She needs to be told all of the benefits of a particular treatment and then given equal time to all of the risks. Because what we find often is that all of the emphasis is placed on all the good things about some given treatment or some thing that's going to happen to her, but we live out those risks. So she gets kind of pulled into doing something without fully understanding it And a lot of what could possibly happen to her is left out to where she can't make a good decision. Her decision is based on half-truths. 
When you give a mom informed consent, you reduce the mental trauma and the helpless feeling that comes from her laying in this bed and this swarm of things happening around her that she has no control over. And it also reduces the mental trauma if something goes wrong. Because if something goes wrong and she finds out later that this was a known risk that she wasn't aware of, it causes an anger that can't be fixed, especially if it's caused something bad to happen to her baby. There's no way for her to fully deal with that because she's going to be so angry that she was not advised. It's as if the medical system thinks that she's just not smart enough to figure things out for herself. They just do things to her because she's surely not smart enough to decide what's best for her and her baby. No, that's not true. And when we let mothers own the process, they are able to go through all the things that need to happen and understand them and own them in that if something does go wrong, at least they understood, the mama understood the risks because she was told what they were. She gets to have control of this process of her becoming a mother rather than people she doesn't even know driving her bus. That's the second way that you can reclaim this safe transformational birth. Number three goes back to a point I kind of touched on in point number one, but we really need to put in reinforced support to help mom successfully breastfeed. Feelings of failure for a mom can happen from day one if she can't nurse. Nursing is how God designed babies to be fed. And you can get mad about that if you want to, but understand that if you're mad about that, you have fallen victim to an advertising campaign and an indoctrination campaign that is decades old, driven by pharmaceutical companies, formula companies, and the medical system as a whole. Because in no way is it possible to deny that God made babies to breastfeed? And mamas know that whether they want to breastfeed or not, whether they've decided that they want to formula feed or not, at the end of the day, they know that the reason they have breasts is to feed those babies. And when a mama wants to breastfeed but can't, for whatever reason, whether it is that she can't move herself around well because of what's been done to her, whether it's because her milk has been impacted by the massive amounts of fluid and drugs that have been put into her body, whether it's because of some surgery she had years and years ago that nobody told her would hurt her so badly when it was time for the babies to come. Whatever the reason, if a mother cannot nurse her babies and she wants to, it will cause her to feel like a failure from day one. And this transformation from being just a woman to being a mother is massively impacted in a way that really can't ever be undone. There will always be that story 10, 20, 50 years even down the road of, I tried to breastfeed my baby, but I couldn't because of this reason or that reason. It's always on her heart if she wanted to and she couldn't. And what can we do as mamas who are making decisions 
for our births to make sure that we are properly prepared, we can put ourselves in a, in a place and in a position to have the reinforced support we need. You can't make the system do it for you. And as I've told you in previous episodes, I truly believe the absolute best thing that you can do, especially if you haven't had babies before, is to educate yourself and read books and things like that far ahead of time. Because by the time the baby comes, you're exhausted and you can't learn the same way that you can beforehand. You also need to know your resources around you. If there are lactation consultants, if your mom nurse, if your sister, your best friend, whoever, but just make sure that it's someone who truly believes in it and succeeded at it. Because if they didn't, or they don't believe that, then it's not going to be a big deal to them to just say, it's just a little formula. It's just a little bit, which then starts a different kind of cascade of interventions that leads to you not being able to nurse at all. We want mamas to be empowered to be mamas. And without nursing, a mom often feels inadequate as a mother from the start. And she loses the feeling that comes with being able to nourish and grow your baby before birth, to be able to fully take charge of bringing your baby into the world, and then to be able to fully be responsible for growing that sweet baby in the most healthy way that you can. We take this for mamas when we put them in positions that they are disadvantaged before they even have a chance to get started. We need to put mamas in positions to be successful at breastfeeding. And mama, unfortunately, I can't do this for you. And the hospital system, even if they have a lactation consultant on staff, she's responsible for every mom on that floor. You can't just wait for someone to do it for you. You're going to have to be proactive and get these things in place for yourself. Which brings me to the next thing. As I mentioned, being prepared is such a big thing. The fourth point is that we need moms to get real childbirth education, real education, not hospital indoctrination. If the only childbirth education that you're getting is the class that the hospital provides and pays for, you can bet that what you're getting is a how-to manual for how to comply with hospital policies because their goal is to teach you their way so that it's as easy as possible for them. Yes, I said that. I said that out loud. It's not about you, mama. It's about them. You're going to have to seek out independent childcare, or excuse me, independent childbirth education so that you have the tools that you need to succeed. You need to learn that God made you for this. Your childbirth education should include that in large part, not as an afterthought. You need to learn that God gives you the strength that you need You draw that strength from him and your identity in him during a birth. You need to believe in him and know that he made you for this. Rather than separating him out of the process that he created, you learn to lean on him and your faith grows in such a way when you're up against that wall and you think that you can't go any further, but God gets you through. That's what childbirth education should teach you to do to lean on him, to get through it so you can stand on the other side and stand strong and say, hey, I can do this. I did this. 
And that's one of the biggest reasons why I made the Your Birth God's Way childbirth education courses, because I believe wholeheartedly that God made us for this. It's not just something that we do. Our bodies are created in such a way that that's what they're made for. No one else can do this. Men can't do this. He made women specifically to be the vessels that continue the human race. And so when we embrace his design for that and we get the tools that we need to succeed in this fallen world that we're in, which has ruined so much, when we look at what he has given us, it hasn't changed. We've changed. Our world's changed. The medical system has changed. God has not changed. And the promises that he has made us and the design that he has given us are still there. And when we work on getting back to his will and his design, things tend to work out the way he meant for them to. And I really hope that if you are pregnant right now and you haven't already signed up for the Your Birth God's Way online childbirth education course, I hope that you'll go right now and get signed up. It starts next week. We don't have very much time left to get signed up and the class is filling up quick. I don't want you to miss out on this because there is no other course out there quite like this one. I have made this in a very specific way to make sure that you don't take out the piece of birth that will make you most able to have that birth, and that is God. He's right in the middle of it. He made it. So if we take him out of the middle of it, we're just pretending. And I don't want to pretend. I want you to be prepared with facts. I want you to be prepared with faith. And that is what you're going to get from the Your Birth God's Way childbirth education course. Again, it's about to start. It starts next Thursday. You're running out of time and I hope you won't put it off anymore because I want you there. I want you to be able to stand tall and stand strong on the back end of all this and know that you had God's best in your birth, not just some cheap imitation that our medicalized maternity system tries to tell you is birth. It's better than that. I want you to have it because it is so much better and so much more beautiful when you do it his way. That I can promise you. I can't promise you outcomes. I can't promise you everything will be perfect. I can't promise you that nothing will happen that you might need some intervention for. But what I can promise you is you'll be ready. And I can promise you that you'll have the information you need to make good choices that are faith-based and fact-based. So if that sounds like what you're looking for, I hope you'll go down to that link right now in the description. Get signed up before it fills up. You've got less than a week before we get started next Thursday. So the time to sign up is now. I can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. Thank you so much for trusting me. Thank you so much for your emails and your comments that you send me. They're so encouraging to me. Uh, I just feel so blessed to be here and to get to talk to you and to help you along this way. So just be sure if you haven't already, go ahead and follow the show or subscribe or whatever the term is on the app that you're using so that when the new episode comes out, you'll know about it. See you next week. Real quick, if today's episode blessed you in any way, would you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick five-star written review? It'll take you less than a minute, but it's the best thank you you can give me. And it will help my show to reach more mamas just like you so we can all find God's best for our families. I'll see you right back here in a few days.